Happy birthday to Joe Schuster. It's July 10th. It's his birthday. And if anyone remembers, back in October, I did a special episode that just focused on Jerry School for his birthday. And now, the other half are the creative team that brought Superman to life. Let's look at Joe Schuster. Now, the first thing I will say is that I always connect more with the writer on a personal level than the artist. And that's because I am a writer. I like to and I draw worth anything to save my life. So <laughs> it makes it always funny, you know, when, when I when I look at stories and I read comics, I always focus in on the words more than the art. I do appreciate the art and I look into it, but I'm always, what are they saying? What, what are the words saying? And then, of course, when there's panels that don't have any words in it, that's what they're saying is what the action. And it is a story of beautiful friendship for Jerry and Joe. It's tragic, it's heartbreaking, and I think it's even more heartbreaking for Joe. Um, last year, early last year, I read the book Superboys, the story of Jerry and Joe. And there's a documentary that I watched that was produced by AMC on a great short-lived series. It was Robert Kirkman Presents like The Secret Origins of Comics, and it was wonderful. Um, the actors, they got to play... Siegel and Schuster, though, did not look like Siegel and Schuster at all. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny because you look at the actors like, oh. And then you look at the real people like, whoa. Like, you couldn't have got anyone actually like those, but no, they didn't. But anyways. Yeah, Robert Kirkman's Secret History. And the, the third episode that originally aired November 20th. 2017, The Trial of Superman. It is a, and this, the series only lasted six episodes. And it's, I mean, it's heartbreaking. It would have been a great to continue, but I digress. Now, Jerry and Joe, best friends, met in high school in Cleveland, Ohio. And as I've stated several times on the podcast, pretty much I think every episode, I live in Ohio. <coughs> About, was it 2018? Yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. That the the Cleveland Library, because Jerry and Joe used to visit the library a lot, had a huge, huge honorary display. It was called From Cleveland to Krypton. And I saw the desk that and typewriter that Siegel worked with. They had some drawing. And it was really great because if you're in Cleveland, the across from the library, you'll see the building that is like the original Daily Planet that inspired them for the Daily Planet. Or the Daily Star, depending on what you're looking at. And it just felt like you connected with them. So I'm going to get into Joe, and we'll talk about his art and him and his life. And I've attached some links in the show notes here. One is for a history on the art, a little bit about the style. And the other is his actual obituary. So, Joseph Schuster. Born July 10th, 1914. Died July 30th, 1990. Was a Canadian-American comic book artist best known for co-creating the DC Comics character Superman with best friend Jerry Siegel in Action Comics number one. Cover date, June. And we know how it goes. Now, what's cool is my grandfather passed back in 18. And he was the first one who ever told me that Superman was created by two kids from Ohio. My grandfather liked to tell stories, 
and he was very much a storyteller. Never wrote anything that I'm aware of, but every time the memories I have of him is about, you know, him telling the story. And I remember him telling me the story of the night, he, <laughs> he described it, the hot night in Ohio. They were running back and forth from each other's house, and they heard a train whistle, and that's what he, faster than, that always stuck with me. And then as I got older and actually learning that they were from Ohio and we lived in Ohio and technically my dad's from Ohio. So my family pretty much is from Ohio. It was like, ah, oh, okay, cool. I just, I immediately just kind of felt a connection in, from, from that point. So let's jump back, Joe. Enough about me. Schuster was involved in a number of legal battles over ownership of Superman. His comic book career after Superman was relatively unsuccessful. And by the mid-1970s, Schuster had left the field completely to partial blindness. Joe suffered eyesight his entire life. Um, they talk about, in many conversations, his glasses lean in close. It was very, very close to the paper or whatever he was drawing on. He was very poor. He was poorer than the Siegel family. And his goal was that they could sell their can become cartoon artists and cartoonists in the newspaper, the dailies. And recently my wife purchased me the Superman dailies, which were the first volume from 1939 to 1942, which is so interesting because I did not realize that most of the art in the dailies eventually would be done by ghost artists for the Schuster started his own studio and would have other artists come in and they would train in the style of Joe to help produce more Superman content, though the comic book and the daily and Sunday news strips. Fascinating stuff. You just, we don't hear about as much because the dailies aren't what they used to be. You know, this was, you think about newspapers, everybody read, they didn't have television. We had radio, but we didn't have television. And if you were in the newspaper, that's where it was. And if you think about it from a point Joe wanted his art to be seen. Jerry wanted his words to be read. And in a point, they were both kind of Clark Kent. They were working. Um, Schuster and Siegel were inducted in, into the comic book entries Will Eisner Comic Book Hall of Fame in 92 and the Jack Kirby Hall of Fame in 93. I think it's a shame that it took them that long <laughs> to be inducted, inducted into it. When you think about that, with the creation of Superman, the comic book industry changed and took off the superhero was created and they were at the forefront and they are the forgotten godfathers of the comic book you know they're i mean hello <laughs> this this creation that these two best friends and boys made uh, here we are 80 some years later and i'm a, a person sitting here talking about it making a podcast about something that is so personal that they that has endeavored and lived on I don't think they could have fathomed what this character would become and what this character is. Now, in his early life, Joe Schuster was born in Toronto, Canada, and was of Jewish immigrants. Now, it's important to notice, if you think about the origin and history of Superman, and we won't get into like the religious background and iconography of the character, Michael Usland did a great conversation piece where he talked about the creation of Superman, and the fact that it's a Moses story before it was a Christian story that it's kind of be today. Now, his phone, his, phone, his father, Julian Schuster, uh, Grant from Rotterdam, and had a tailor shop. His mother, Ida, had come from the Ukraine. His family, including his gene, lived in Bahurst, Oxford, and Borden Street. Schuster attended Reiserson and Lonsdale Public Schools. 
One of his cousins was comedian Frank Schuster, 18, when he also had a brother named Frank. As youngster, Schuster worked as a newspaper Daily Star. Hmm, the Daily Star. The family barely made ends meet, and the budding young artist would take the paper of anything he could find. Now here's a quote from Joe. I would go from store to store in Toronto and pick up whatever they felt. One day, I was lucky enough to find a bunch of wallpaper. They were unused and left over from some job. The backs were blank, naturally. So it was a gold mine for me, and I went home every roll I could carry. I kept using the wallpaper for a long time to write on. Sometime in 1924, when Schuster was 9 or 10, his family moved to Cleveland, Ohio. The sh sh the there, Schuster attended Glenville High School and befriended his late collaborator, writer Gary Siegel, with whom he began publishing a science fiction fan fanzine called Science Fiction. Siegel described his friendship with the similarity, shy, and excuse me, similarity and shyness. When Joe and I first met, it was like the right chemicals color. And I want to pause and ask you, dear listeners. Have you ever felt like that, like a creative endeavor? Like, I've played in bands before, and if anyone knows the history of the podcast, for a while I didn't have a co-host, amazing, filled in, and she did a lot with, uh, because the people originally were going to work me back then. Long story, we met James, and that was awesome. She became my co-host. What's crazy is for as long as this podcast is, James has been on most of it. It's very rare to have episodes, James. So having two people come together is a, it's a spark. It's an, it's an amazement that are called. And in music, hearings do some singers, singer and songwriter, guitarists and song, uh, singers and bears, I guess, you know, that happens. <coughs> so back to the voice. The duo broke into comics at Major Malcolm Nicholson's National Allied Publication. The few become DC Comics, working on the landmark new fund. The first comic book series to consist solely of original material rather than using debuteer, swashbuckler, Duvala, the supernatural crime fighter, Dr. Occult. And both of these were in new fund. In a 1992 interview, publisher's future name, he said the two sample strips were not the ones eventually published. Go. One was drawn on brown wrapping, the other was drawn on the wallpaper. DC approved them just like that. It's incredible. But DC did say, we like your ideas, we like your drawings, but please copy over the stories and, and good paper. So I got my mother and father to buy some paper. The first drawing paper I in order to submit these stories properly to DC Comics. What I find interesting about this quote is my mother and father to lend me the money. Also, that was the first drawing paper. I do appreciate the fact that the company had to submit it properly instead of just like, nope, and not really telling him what's on. I do find it interesting that they were working for comics. You know, it wasn't like they weren't doing anything in the minute Superman. No. We won't go into the whole run of the Superman, the fanzine publication of that, but we will get into that. Uh, so, Schuster modeled the hero Douglas Fairbanks Sr. and modeled his alter ego Clark, Clark Kent on a combination of Harold Lloyd Schuster himself. The name Clark Kent derived from movie stars Clark Kent and Kent Taylor. Lois Lane was modeled on Jim Carter, a model hired by Schuster, which Joan's story is part of the heartbreak because Schuster liked Joan. He hired, um, but later would go on to Mickle in 98. Siegel and Schuster then began a six-year quest to find a publisher. 
titling the character Superman. And think about that. With all their work they're doing in comics, they have this idea. It's it's being rejected. And Bray at Slam Bradley, National Allied Publicans, did not want Superman. Actually, was purchased. Action Comics number one. And they were given, I think, what would amount to around 200 It's sad. Will cause us to sell out, sell our art, lose a part of our soul for a need. Money. When Superman's first appearance happened, Superman's alter ego Clark can't work for the Star, named by Schuster after a Toronto employer. Schuster said he modeled the cityscape of Superman's home city in Metropolis on that of his hometown. When the comic strip resolution, the company permanently changed the name of the planet. Now, it is known that Siegel and Schuster had several lawsuits of how the character was exploited, and in 1946, near the end of their 10-year contract to produce Superman's story, 10 years, thanks to their basically life achievement, they believe that the New York State Supreme Court that the publisher had validly purchased the rights to Superman, bought the first Superman story. St. Louis had transferred all rights to a subsequently... Judgment found the rights to Superboy, however, belonged to Siegel, in which Siegel and Schuster paid 94000 for the rights to Superboy. And the, di- the duo's written agreement acknowledged the rights to Superman belonged to Afterwards, the company removed the byline of Siegel and Schuster from all Superman stories. I mean, yeah. Now, we won't go into how... Jerry went on to write, but Joe, he just had their, their character of funny man failed. Joe eventually started drawing underground Sado, Sado, and New York, <laughs> and just, um, and he lay on the streets, almost, it's heartbreaking. Now, this is a story. In 1960, when Schuster was living on Long Island, he was reported to be earning his Lance cartoon. He was also trying to paint pop art, serious comic strips, and hoped eventually to promote a one-man show in some chic Manhattan gallery. At one point, his worsening eyesight prevented him from drawing. He worked as a delivery man in order to earn a living. Now, Jerry Robinson, that Schuster had delivered a package DC embarrassing. He was summoned to the CEO, given $100, and told to buy a new coat and find enough. By 1976, Schuster was almost blind. The California nursing home. Now, in 1967, the Superman copyright for renewal, Siegel launched a second lawsuit, which also proved unsuccessful. In 1975, Siegel launched a public campaign in which Schuster participated, protesting DC Comics Treat Minister. The Association of American Editorial Cartoonist President Jerry Robinson was involved in it, along with comic book artist Neil Adams. Both of those names should ring fan. If you don't know, go look up Jerry Robinson. I'm not going to say anymore. Just go look. Due to a great deal of negative publicity over the hand of the affairs and because of the upcoming Superman movie, DC's parent company, Warner Communication, reinstated the byline, dropped 30 years earlier, and the pair received a lifetime pension of $20,000 a year, later increased to 30, plus health benefit. The first issue with the restored credit was Superman 302, August of 76. Although Schuster was now supported by a lifetime stipend for DC Comics, the debt and close to 20000 by the time of his death. After he died, DC Comics agreed to pay of his unpaid debts in exchange for an agreement from his heirs to not challenge ownership for Superman. Now, 
The interesting part is Joe was never made. And I did some extra digging because I saw one place Stakey was. But from reading my the book Superboys and just doing some extra research, he was never married. He had no children. He had nieces and nephews from his brothers and sisters, and that extended his family. He himself had no wife, and it's very heartbreaking to his stories. Schuster died July 30th, 19th, Los Angeles home of congestive heart failure and hyper at seven old. In 1985, DC Comics honorees in the 50th anniversary of publication, 50 who made DC great. Of course he made. In Toronto, where Schuster was born, the street Joe Shway is named on September 10th, 2013, Dumb, a love letter to Cleveland, mural, were unveiled on the Orange Blossom Press, building near the west side of Mars, in homage to Seekster. A Moore Avenue in Cleveland's Glenville neighborhood was made. His art will forever inspire others. If you just look at what Joe created, a strong man, a very, I would say... His, the smile on Superman's face is just unforgettable. That is the character. That is... So anytime I've gotten an argument who claimed to be Superman fan, and this is how the character... This is Superman. This is how he should look. I'm like, I don't see that in Joe's... If you want to know the character, go see what Joe did. That, that is the most true aesthetic you can get of the character. It's amazing how much the Man of Steel has changed since that first drawing. Looking at it here, the smile on Superman's face. But it's still Superman. It's different. The belt's a little. The shield is really different. The cape is red. But there's no symbol on the back. But there he is. A strong man. How amazing and heartbreaking it would have been to be next to Jerry and Joe. The fact there's just the where the character had gone since the, the, what it meant. I highly recommend reading the book, Superboys. Um, it gets a lot into it's about the highs that they rode, which were good, really working them. And it also gets into the low. His art is forever. His culture? Oh, a lot. I know I do. I wish I had the artistic knowledge, express more of the background or the skill to dive into that. I can say, for a kid who grew up and saw those is to this day, so thank you, Joe, for everything you've done. Happy birthday. Remember. Oh